Demon All the Way. 1. Rough Translation Jagmarith, second son of Balorgath, champion of the Blood Wars and carrier of his clan's armour, sat with his familiar outside of his keep. It was a hot afternoon, the sun in his realm as brutal as the wasteland he called home, and he kept himself cool in the shade while polishing his sword. There hadn't been a war worth donning his armour in ages, but he kept himself ready to be called to action at any moment. The monotony of the long days was settling into his bones. Each day he trained until his muscles ached, honed his weapons so they remained razor-sharp and perfect, and tended to his war-beast, with whom he had conquered the battlefields many years ago. Keeping a routine in this way was a practice in discipline. But it was very, very boring. Are you not hungry, master? Sammy, his familiar, asked as he refilled his goblet. You normally really love roasted chaos boar. Jag grunted. My appetite fails me today. He tilted his sword to peer into the reflection of the black metal blade. In the mirror finish of his scarred sword, Jag could see his tired, molten orange eyes staring back at him. The flush of his crimson skin was dull from lack of excitement, and the broad, mighty black horns that spiraled from his skull needed a fresh coat of wax. Even the ink-black hair that he kept in a tight bun behind his head looked lazy. With a sigh, Jag lifted his goblet and swallowed a mouthful of tart liquid, the bite cutting into his jaw before softening into a sweet nectar. Jag narrowed his eyes at his goblet. What is this strange concoction? Lemonade, Sammy beamed, his tiny, sharp teeth bright against his green skin. It's made from sour fruit and sugar. Do you like it? Jag tried it again and nodded. Yes. Is this another strange food from the human realm? When Sammy nodded, Jag curled his lip. What is your fascination with such weak creatures? They're weak compared to the might of the demons, master, but they're still interesting in their own right. Their realm has so many unique things. Sammy set the pitcher down so he could speak with his hands, gesturing wildly as he spoke. Did you know they have ice that rains down from the sky in such quantities that it can bury people alive? Can you imagine? That sounded nightmarish. Ice falling from the sky. It made Jag shiver to imagine such a horrible event. Humans and their realm had always been a source of conflict among the warring clans and their enemies. For centuries they fought over who owned the right to claim the humans as their own and to take their realm and all the treasures it possessed. After much bloodshed, war, and alliances being built and then falling apart, the demon empire called a truce, and the humans remained free, for now. Jag had never understood why they were so important anyway. The small beings were fragile, hornless, and soft. They didn't even know about the demons that fought for their realm, oblivious to all things except their vanity, electronics, and coffees. Strange, weird little primates, the lot of them, it's winter in the human realm right now, Sammy continued with glee. This is the time of year it gets cold and the ice falls from the sky, but they also have the best food this time of year, master. So many spices and combinations of meat and pastries. I can't wait to cook them for you. Visiting the human realm is dangerous. Be mindful, especially if there's falling ice. Jag pushed to his feet and sheathed his sword with practiced ease. And because Jag couldn't allow Sammy to think he was genuinely worried about his well-being, he added, Summoning another familiar to replace you would be inconvenient. Of course, master. Sammy gathered up the goblet and weapon-cleaning supplies. I'll be careful. The heat of the day and the redundancy of his daily routine had taken their toll on Jagmarith. He no longer wished to peer out into the wasteland and dream of victories. He longed for something new and thrilling, 
A battle would be ideal, but even different scenery would suffice. Perhaps he was due for another trip to the broiling tar pits or salt mountains. But even those sounded dull. Aggravated with his current surroundings, Jag migrated into his large keep to nap. Slumber might improve his mood, if only a bit. It might even help inspire him about what to do with his time. What does a warrior do if there are no wars to fight? Maybe he needed a pet. A plated grizzly could be entertaining, or perhaps a feral goblin, or a cat. All viable options. As Jag entered his bedchamber, his exhaustion morphed into a small ripple of dizziness. He paused, blinking quickly, and turned his attention inward. Was he sick? Illness wasn't something that often befell mighty demon warriors such as himself, but it was possible. Had the lemony sugar water thrown him off somehow? No, impossible. The mighty Jagmarith couldn't be swayed by some fruit and processed sugars. He tried to laugh at the thought, but then the dizziness caused the room to tilt viciously. Jag nearly tumbled, catching himself against the doorway as he tried to blink his vision back into focus. His stomach flipped, the room spinning, his eyesight blurring around the edges. Poison? Had his loyal familiar been corrupted somehow? Was that even possible? He had summoned Sammy himself nearly a century ago from a couple of drops of blood and a handful of razorbat wings. Sammy was bound by that spell to be his companion until the day he died. Not poison. He refused to believe poison. Sammy, Jag swallowed back a wave of nausea, sweat beading across his brow. Something was very wrong. The brutal push of gravity had him falling against his doorway, sliding down as the world around him twisted. A bizarre rush of cold swam over him as he tipped backwards into darkness. Jag fell into the void, a cold vacuum of blackness that spun him through the air like a falling star, before he finally crashed down. Feeling the ground under his feet again surprised him, causing him to stagger forward and grip his sword hilt. The blackness melted away from his vision as reality came to a slow, uneasy stop. Jagmarith, second son of Belorgath, champion of the Blood Wars and carrier of his clan's armor, was standing in a place he did not know. His bedchamber was gone, Instead of his massive estate with the onyx stone keep he had crafted from the black mountains of his homeland, he was surrounded by cream-colored walls of painted cement. The smells of roasting chaos bore and the dry, arid landscape of the wasteland were replaced with the smells of floral soap and dust. Cardboard boxes, half fallen in, lined one wall, a machine lazily spun linen in a circle. Jag scanned his surroundings, rotating in a slow circle as he tried to make sense of what he was seeing. His fingers twitched on his hilt, ready to strike. Then he heard the faintest of gasps from behind him. A lifetime of war sent his body into action, his sword sliding free as he spun on his heels toward whatever bastard had come to try and claim his head but it was no warrior, no rival clan or sworn enemy ready to face him in a battle to the death. It was much worse. It was a human. Jag had never seen one up close, only seen pictures of the little wormy things in books and paintings. He had stayed far away from their realm, vowing to only go there once his clan had won claim to it in battle. Humans were so much smaller than he had realized. The one before him stared with eyes as wide as shields, their coloring an earthy green that he'd never seen before. Its skin was a fair shade of ashen white, the mop of curls on its head the color of sunshine. Clutched in its hands was a tome that seemed familiar, the black cover worn like old leather and stitched together like patches. Jag curled his lip at the human and pointed the tip of his blade at it, why am I here? The human opened its mouth to speak, 
but fear seemingly crippled its ability to do much beyond flap its mouth. I won't ask you again, human. Jag took a step forward. Why am I here? The human shook its head, its voice a squeak. I, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. What was? Jag eyed the book in its hands before pinning his gaze back on the pale human. When there was no response from the terrified worm, Jag bellowed, Answer me. The human screamed, stumbling backward and tripping over its own feet like a small child. It fell, landing on its backside, sending the book sliding across the floor. Jag scoffed at the human's weakness, dropping his sword as he turned his attention to the fallen book. Something about it caught his eye. The scribbling across the pages, something he recognized. With the tip of his blade, he slid the book closer to himself, stooping to pick it up and examine it. Careful script in his mother tongue was written across coarse paper. The ink dried blood and laced with powerful magic. The cover of the book was a leathery skin, pieces of flesh stitched together. Jag knew of these books, written by a human piloted by one of his own, archaic, forbidden, and very, very strong. What have you done? Jag skimmed over the pages, the ancient language hard to decipher in a human's horrible handwriting. He moved his eyes from the page to the human. What spell did you use? I... The human stammered, shaking its head. I don't really know. Jeg inhaled slowly, summoning patience, which was not his strongest attribute. You had to have something in mind when you read an ancient tome written in blood, human. Jesus Christ, the human exhaled. That, that's real? That's blood and... What the hell did you think it was? Jag lifted the book, clearly made of leathered skin and smelling of death, corruption, and magic. Does this look like a normal book to you? I didn't know it was real. Jag narrowed his eyes. Then why did you read from it? The human flapped its mouth again and gave a helpless shrug. For shiggles? Use English. How do you even know English? The human waved a hand at Jeg, its voice pitched into hysterics. How is any of this happening? Useless. The human was bloody useless. Jeg huffed out a frustrated breath and sheathed his sword to free up his other hand. Holding the flesh-bound book of blood magic, he began hunting for anything in the text that made sense. Jag was terrible at magic. It was not something in which a warrior was trained. This sort of cowardice, this dark magic, was outlawed hundreds of years ago. Demons would cross into other realms and manipulate weaker beings to do their bidding. That was not allowed without permission from much higher-level demons, and probably a permit. He knew very little about the forces that controlled this tome and the power it held, but he was tangled in them now, stolen from his realm, his world, and thrown into that of beings whom he considered fodder at best. What a waste of a day. Jag rubbed his forehead to fight back the threatening headache, his skin tingling at the presence of human eyes on him. His gaze lifted to the human, who was standing again, its green eyes roaming over Jag in awe. Its skin was starting to take on a more pinkish hue, no longer a ghostly ashen white. Its garments were odd, as was the creature itself. No armor, of course, only a large, heavy torso covering with a painted spear on it, and cloth pants decorated with white blobs wearing hats. Are you... The human licked its lips, seeming to need to work up the courage to continue. Are you a demon? Yes. Jag puffed out his chest. I'm Jagmarith of the Bone Reaver clan. 
Wow. Demons have clans? I thought you all just worked for Satan. The human paled again. Are you going to eat my soul? Chag barked out a laugh. He'd heard that humans had legends and myths about his kind, but the one about souls was by and large his favorite. No, human, I don't want your soul, Jag snickered. I'm no sorcerer. The human nodded, but didn't seem very convinced. Um, good, good. The green eyes were at it again, studying him like Jag was a mythical beast. You don't have hooves or a tail, but wow, those horns, they're really amazing. Jag reached up and touched his horns out of reflex. No one had called his horns amazing before. He had always been very proud of his horns, but asking for praise for them would seem weak, like asking someone to notice how well his bones looked. A warrior didn't need to be vain. Still, it felt nice. And your skin, the human continued. It's such a unique color. It's not a bright cartoon red. It's like blood red. But your eyes, that's... It paused and made a whistle noise with its mouth. Like staring into the mouth of a volcano. Jag couldn't help but blink as the human leaned forward, staring right into his eyes. Everyone in his clan had eyes like his. They weren't special at all. Not like the human's eyes, which were the same deep green as emeralds. The human held out its hand, its palm out and slanted to the side. I'm Ethan, Ethan of Clan Montgomery. Jag glanced at its hand and squinted. What are you doing? It's a greeting. Do you not shake hands? Or should I bow or something? Humans really were clueless apes. Jag sighed deeply and closed the book, setting it down on the machine that was rolling linen inside of it. The greetings are different depending on what your status is, Jag explained to the poor dumb human. I would greet a fellow warrior in my clan differently than I would a stranger. What is your profession? Me? Ethan pointed at itself. I'm a linguist. I study language. A scholar, then. Jag placed the fingers of his left hand to the wrist of his right, curling his right hand into a fist. You would greet me as a scholar would a warrior. Like this. The human studied him a moment, mirroring his greeting. Like this? It was sloppy, but it was only human. Yes, that's fine. Ethan smiled, the action causing a glow to radiate from its entire being. The flush of pink against its cheeks made its eyes bright, and Jag felt his heart thump against his chest. The human had gone from being a wormy ape to a ray of sunshine in an instant. It was then that Jag truly drank in the image of Ethan of Clan Montgomery, scholar of languages in Earthrealm. Ethan was male, Jag could tell by his build, which was much smaller than Jag himself. Standing at his full height, the top of Ethan's curls came to the middle of Jag's chest. The tug of attraction surprised Jag, since he was rarely one to have such sensations. There had been passing warriors, connections made and gone over his lifetime, but he had never thought anyone could glow quite like Ethan. Jag cleared his throat, tearing his attention away from Ethan and back to the matter at hand. He needed to return to his keep and his own realm before things became more confusing and complicated. He reached for the book. A siren blasted from the machine as soon as his hand got close to it. Jag hissed through his teeth, jerking his hand back to the hilt of his sword. Whoa, whoa. Ethan stepped around Jag and held up his hand. It's my dryer. Nothing to be afraid of. 
I fear no manner of creature or machine, human, Jag corrected quickly, perhaps a bit more defensive than he needed to be. But I will cut down anything that stands in the way of my getting home. That's fair. Ethan gave the machine a pat. But this isn't standing in your way. It was just letting me know it's done drying. The sound was foul. Jag felt a surge of magic ripple through the air, the smell and tingle of its presence familiar. He tightened his fingers around the sword and placed himself in front of the invading magic, ready to cut it down. Had something followed him through the human-made gate? Another demon, perhaps? Friend or foe, Jag Marith was ready to fight. Ethan peeked around Jag, seeming confused and oblivious to the swirling in the air. Not a heartbeat later, a crack formed in the space in front of them, reality peeling away like a fresh wound oozing with black and green light. Ethan gave a shout and ducked away, and Jag stepped forward, readying himself. Show yourself, Jag demanded. Master! Sammy's voice echoed through the crack before he slid through, waving his hand to dismiss the fissure. The crack between the realms sealed back up and vanished, the ripple fading. Are you okay, master? Sammy. Jag relaxed his fingers, breathing out a slow breath of relief. How did you find me? I can always find you, master. Sammy glanced around, his hands resting on his hips. The small familiar twitched his pointy ears, his long nose flaring as he breathed in the air. Hmm, looks like a basement. Wow. Ethan inched around Jag to study Sammy. Are you a demon too? Sammy bared his needle teeth and hissed, flattening his ears down on his skull like an angry cat. Ethan squeaked in alarm, and Jag lifted his palm. Easy, Sammy. This is Ethan of Clan Montgomery. He's a scholar of languages. Sammy lifted his ears and closed his mouth. Oh, hi, Ethan. Uh, hi. Ethan waved a little. Then, remembering his previous lesson, he greeted Sammy with the completely wrong motion. Sammy blinked, sliding his inky eyes to Jag in surprise. Jag shook his head. He's very bad at greetings. Sammy nodded in understanding, sympathy for the poor human in his eyes. No time to waste. Jag adjusted his scabbard and motioned towards where Sammy had sealed the fissure between realms. Open the door back up so we can go back, Sammy. We cannot leave my keep defenseless. Master, a demon cannot travel between realms in a familiar's portal. My magic isn't strong enough to support you. His pointy ears slanted down in sorrow. Only demon magic can send you home. Of fucking course. Nothing could be simple when it came to magic. One of the many reasons why Jag hated it so much. Jag gave the machine with linens a glare before he snatched the book from its top, passing it over to Sammy. This is what Ethan read from before I arrived. Can you make sense of it? Shock widened Sammy's large black eyes as he took the book carefully with both of his clawed hands. He opened the pages, his mouth opening in a silent breath of awe, and Jag could see the reflection of the blood lettering in his massive eyes. Blood magic? These books are so rare. Sammy's black pools darted to Ethan, hope shining in them. Where did you get this? Ethan's cheeks heated, sending splotches down his neck as he rubbed the back of his head. I sort of slightly stole it? That was surprising. Jag looked at the human, lifting an eyebrow. What? Ethan shrugged his shoulders up. The university wasn't using it, 
It's winter break. No one is there. I thought I could get a little extra research in. I was gonna give it back. He trailed off, the splotches on his neck getting bright. Sammy hummed as he carefully flipped through the pages of the book, eyes scanning the script. There are all types of incantations and summoning spells in here. Each one of these is a different gateway between our realms, pathways with very specific conditions. How you get home depends heavily on which of these he used, master. Jag scrubbed a hand over his face, frustration spiking his blood pressure. I hate magic. Ethan, which spell did you use to summon me? Ethan skirted around Jag, giving Sammy a wide berth as he traveled to the other side of the room and gathered up a flimsy book with wires for the spine. His dark brows knitted together as he scanned the handwriting inside, penned in ink rather than blood. I've been trying to translate and understand the language in that book for about a year and a half, Ethan explained. So this might not be exactly right, but from what I understand, I read something about a Promise? Or a wish, maybe? Something about muscles? Or maybe organs? Sammy tilted his head. Oath of the heart? Oath, yes. Ethan lit up again with excitement, his smile almost blinding. I need to write this down. I've been working on this for so long. Sammy inhaled through his teeth. That's not good. Why? Jag scowled. What does that mean? What is an oath of the heart? While Ethan scribbled away on his paper, Sammy's ears flattened as he aimed worried eyes toward his master. Some of these spells are like invitations, Sammy explained, flapping his hands around as he often did, mimicking opening a door and inviting someone inside. A way for a human to usher a demon into the realm to visit. Normally there's a time limit on the invite, a fail-safe to make sure the demon can't outstay their welcome. Sammy placed his wrists together like they were shackled. Some of them are binding summons. They're not invitations, but more like kidnapping. These are spells used to pluck up demons unwillingly and force them to do a human's bidding, or else they'll be stuck here under their control. Jag set his jaw, his molars grinding. This wasn't the inviting one, I assume. Sammy swallowed. No, master, it wasn't. An oath of the heart has very strict rules. You must do exactly what Ethan wants, or you'll be stuck in this realm forever. Why did you summon me? Jag glared at the cowering human. What are your terms, Ethan? I don't have any. Ethan held up his palms. Seriously, I didn't mean to bring you here. You're dismissed. He swept his hands forward like he was wiping a table clean. I hereby release you. You're free from the oath. It doesn't work that way. Sammy's voice sounded weak and sad, like his whole being was shrinking in on itself. The oath is only released once the conditions are met. But I didn't list any conditions. Ethan shook his head, his curls bouncing. I don't have any. Sammy tapped himself across his sternum. It's an oath of the heart. What was in your heart when you read the passage? Blood, mostly. Ethan laughed at his own joke, quickly quieting when no one else joined him. Well, I guess I'm... He trailed off, the splotches resurfacing. Go on, Sammy coaxed, rotating his hand in a wheel motion. Do you need revenge? Someone dismembered? Master Jagmarith is very good at that. Jesus, no. Ethan ran his fingers through his curls, sending them into a wild, frizzy mess. I've been stressed over seeing my ex-fiancé tomorrow at a holiday party. That's been on my mind all week. Jag exhaled, understanding. 
So you need me to slaughter him? No! Flay him? Sammy offered. Disembowel him? Oh, master, you can break in your new bone-extracting knife. Jag pondered, tapping his chin. Could you bring that to me through the rift? Sammy nodded quickly, clearly happy to help. None of that. No horrible torturing or bone extracting. Ethan sounded panicked, his voice pitched higher than it was when the conversation began. I don't want him dead or hurt. I just want to make him jealous. Jealous that you have skin and he doesn't? Sammy asked, confused. No, I think he means jealous that Ethan still has eyes, Jag corrected. Oh my god. Ethan placed his hands together and inhaled slowly. I mean more like show up with a really hot date. He sees me walk in with some hunk and realizes that he dumped someone who could land a supermodel or a bodybuilder. Then why did you summon a demon? Jag wrinkled his nose. I didn't mean to. Ethan let his arms drop in defeat. I didn't think reading from the book would work. From what I understood of my translation, it sounded like... He paused and sighed. It was more like a demon would come to my rescue than me actually landing a date. Surely there are human suitors for you to choose from. Jag motioned to Ethan with his hand. You seem healthy. Are scholars not held in high regards on Earth? He thought about what he knew about humans and bobbed his head in acknowledgement. Maybe not, actually. You do seem to burn people alive for speaking about science. Ethan laughed, the sound a golden light in the dim basement. It was pleasing. I'm not popular with the guys, no. Ethan rubbed at his neck, emerald eyes downcast. Master? Sammy wrung his hands together. I believe this means that you'll need to accompany Ethan to this event as his date for the evening. It was Jag's turn to laugh, because that notion was hysterically outlandish. A good one, Sammy. Your comedy routine is getting much better. Thank you, Master. But I'm being serious. The humor started to fade as Jag looked between his familiar and the emerald-eyed human. Jagmarith was no suitor. He was a warrior, champion of the blood wars, collector of his enemies' skulls, and wearer of his clan's armor. He was not a tool in a petty squabble between a heartbroken human and his former lover. It would be easier to just kill him, Jag muttered to himself. How am I supposed to go out into the human world like this anyway? I'll strike fear into the hearts of these wormy humans. You're not allowed to expose your demon self, master. Not without a permit. Sammy wrung his hands together. But I can help you disguise yourself as a human while in this realm. Jag motioned for him to continue, a headache brewing from annoyance. Small green hands went to work, crafting something with magic, tiny electric sparks floating into the air as he knitted an amulet together. The round spiral had a crest of deception at its center, tethered with two straps of black leather so it could be worn around someone's neck. Here you are, master, Sammy grinned, showing his rows of baby shark teeth. A simple charm of deception. Powerful enough for humans to be fooled. Jag accepted the amulet, feeling its weight and the tingle of magic across his palm. He'd never had to take any form but his own, never relied on magic on the battlefield. A small pinch of uneasiness nipped into his gut as he slipped the necklace over his head. But he'd be damned if cowardice would sway him now. It was only a minor spell, Nothing to scare Jagmarith. The air around them shifted again, the magic swelling around his feet and slithering over his skin. 
Dark tendrils snaked around him, burrowing into his flesh and worming around just below the surface. Jag flexed his fingers and shook his limbs in a desperate attempt to knock the magic loose. His crimson skin began to melt into a different color, morphing to a tawny beige before his eyes. His form began to shrink, his bones contracting as his horns receded back into his skull. Jag shouted, reaching up to try and grab his proud demon horns before they could disappear, only to feel them slip back beneath the skin. As the final insult to injury, his armor became loose around his shoulders and hips, his muscle mass shrinking just enough to cause his legacy to slip out of place. Jag traced the place his horns had been, the shoulders of his armor clacking as he moved. His sword dipped, too heavy now for his narrow waist, and the tip touched the ground. Satan's horns, Jag whispered, his voice softer than it once was. What has become of me? Ethan made a strangled noise in his throat. Sammy covered his mouth with both hands to suppress a scream. Jag looked down at himself again, still pained by what he saw. His armor was loose around his form, which was the wrong color for his species. His skull seemed so much lighter without his mighty horns, and he felt naked without them. Finding smooth skin where his horns once were made him ache. I'm disgusting. No, master, no. Sammy shook his head, but his ears were pressed back. He was a terrible liar. Most familiars were. You look less wormy than most humans. Mighty even. Right, Ethan? Ethan made a squeaky noise that wasn't helpful. This situation was not ideal. It was close to nightmarish. Jag had never felt so small and pathetic in his life, his armor offensively loose around him. The urge to rip the charm off his neck and choke someone with it was almost unbearable. Having to parade around as a human even for a moment was degrading. What choice did he have? It was either swallow his pride and do as the oath required, or he'd be stuck as a hornless small human for the rest of his days. Jagmarith would not allow such a dishonor to himself and his clan. Jag puffed out his chest and held his belt in place. When is this party? Tomorrow night, Ethan said carefully, his eyes unsure and worried. Sammy. Jag turned to his trusted familiar, who gave him a salute. Go home and guard the keep while I'm gone. Are you sure you don't want me to stay, master? I can help navigate their customs for you. No, I can't leave my keep vulnerable. Besides, Jag nodded to Ethan. He'll fill me in on what I need to know. Yes, master. Sammy gave another salute and made a wide gesture with his hands, tearing open a gateway like he had before. The tear between realms rippled and blinked with magic, opening just wide enough for the tiny familiar. I'll come check on you after the party. Jag nodded, and his familiar slipped away, the tear sealing behind him. Silence hung in the air between Jag and Ethan, the human nervously plucking at the hem of his sweater. Are you hungry? Ethan lifted his brows. Do you eat? Yes, I eat. Jag adjusted a shoulder pauldron sliding out of place. I need garments more suitable for this form. Oh, sure. Ethan jumped into action, moving to the stack of cardboard boxes leaning against the wall. He sifted through a couple of them, picking through clothing and holding them up to inspect. After a couple of shuffles, he came back to Jag with an armful of clothing. You're pretty big, so I'm not sure if these will fit you, but it's the best I have at the moment. Jag grabbed the thing on top of the pile and lifted it up. It was a thick torso covering like Ethan's, but instead of being decorated with a spear, it was solid black with white lettering. What is Hollister? Is this a clan? Ethan bit his lower lip with a smile and shook his head. 
just a clothing brand. Even in his smaller human form, Jag still stood much taller than Ethan. Jag had shrunk more in mass than height, and Ethan had to angle his head up to reach Jag's eyes. Jag gave a sigh and detached his armor, slipping out of it so he could change into human clothing. Ethan's eyes shot up to the ceiling as Jag stripped nude, the human's cheeks heating up again for some reason. The clothing did not fit well. The torso covering was tight around his arms and only came to his navel. The cloth pants with the matching Hollister clan name weren't much better. He looked ridiculous. This is foolish, Jag snarled, pulling the clinging garment loose after it tucked itself too snugly against his ass. It's the best I have for now. You definitely can't fit into anything I own. Ethan shrugged helplessly. We can go shopping tomorrow and get you something for the party. If these aren't yours, then who is part of Clan Hollister? Jag plucked the cloth against his chest. Those are David's, my ex. Ethan tossed the clothing Jag hadn't picked back in the boxes. Come on, let's get some dinner. What do demons eat, exactly? Jag followed Ethan up the stairs, the upper floor revealing much more of the domicile. It was a small building, nothing like the keeps Jag was used to back home. The construction was mostly wood and brick, painted over in various shades of cream and dark blue. The floor was furry and soft, creaking as they moved through different rooms. The walls had pictures on the glass, Ethan in many of them, but some showing humans Jag did not know. The air in the home was pleasant. It smelled like roasted meat and root vegetables, with a much more subtle scent of cleaner and linen. Stuffed furniture or wooden tables with chairs seemed to be in every room, giving guests and family plenty of spaces to sit and relax. Jag did not note a single blade on display, or any armor showcased, which was puzzling. He wondered what sort of clan the Montgomerys were. Where is the rest of your clan? Jag followed Ethan into the kitchen, the furry floor giving way to dark, cold stone. On the counter, a large pot was plugged into an outlet, bubbling with a source of the wonderful smell. It's just me here. Ethan pulled ceramic bowls from a cabinet. My parents passed away five years ago and I inherited the house. My sister lives in Portland, so it's just me. Do you still have their armor? Or were they scholars like you? Ethan blinked up at Jag, surprise on his face. Oh, um, my mom was a scholar, a teacher of history. My dad was a technician. He worked on internet networks and... He paused as Jag scrunched up his face in confusion. Um, he was a sorcerer. Not this type of magic, obviously, but the human kind. Oh, Jag nodded. Noble professions. What exactly do you do besides read from dangerous books? Ethan choked on a laugh that seemed to be stuck in his nose. I'm a linguist. Well, I'm an assistant professor at the moment, working on my PhD. My job is to mostly help grade papers but I read from dangerous books on the side. Ethan uncovered the stew, stirring it with a ladle before scooping out a large bowl for each of them. It smelled amazing, the spices and meat causing Jake's stomach to rumble in anticipation. Careful, it's probably really hot. Oh, okay. Ethan could barely get his words out before Jag was drinking from the bowl, consuming the stew in great mouthfuls. It was as delicious as it smelled, with tender bovine, acidic vegetables, roots, and spices he'd never had before. Sammy had introduced him to some through his experimental human cuisine, but Ethan was much better at it. Jag held out the bowl for more after he had finished, and Ethan laughed in surprise. I guess that means you like it? He asked as he scooped more into Jag's bowl. Jag nodded, eating more slowly this time. Ethan leaned against the counter and ate his stew with a metal utensil, which seemed grueling to Jag. 
Each tiny scoop only held a couple bites of scrumptious food. It must have been some sort of self-inflicted suffering or discipline that Jag was unaware of. To make matters more torturous, Ethan had to blow on each bite to cool it before he could eat it. Humans were such strange, fragile things. So, Ethan stirred his stew absently. What's hell like? Do you really have boiling lakes of fire and all that? Oh, yes. The fire lakes are truly beautiful. I spent my childhood there during the summer months, fishing for ember fish. There was a long pause as Ethan studied Jag's face, a line denting between his brows as he pondered what had been said. You're serious. I'm always serious. You make it sound like a lake made of fire would be a pleasant experience. It is. Jag shrugged. If you're a demon. Musical laughter lifted from Ethan as he carried his empty bowl to the sink and rinsed it clean. He turned to Jag, drying the small ceramic bow with a rag printed with odd, round-headed figures with dots down their midsections. Are there other species of demons besides what you are? Hmm. Jag crossed his arms as he leaned against the counter, kicking around how best to answer him without exposing too much. Do you have one in particular you're curious about? Well, like, what about Incubi? Jag glanced at the human, who was watching him closely. Ethan's emerald eyes had cast a spell on him that made Jag weak. Something was dancing in those jewels, and the way Ethan's pink lips worried against his teeth made Jag want to stroke his thumb against them. Weakened over a tiny human, what would your clan think of you? Why do you want to know about Incubi? Jag finally asked, unable to keep himself from indulging this little human's curiosities. The flush of pink on Ethan's cheeks was starting to become an addiction to Jag. There was just this book series that I really liked that had Incubi in it. Ethan spun the bowl in his hand, wiping the cloth around it again even though it was bone dry. And I wanted to know if they were real. That piqued Jag's interest. He had always wondered if humans got demons correct in their stories. Tell me about them. Ethan nearly dropped the bowl. Tell you about the... the series? Yes. What did they look like? What were their powers? Why did you find them interesting? Oh, they... it was... He floundered, assaulting the bowl again with the rag. Jag wondered if he'd be peeling the coloring off the damn thing. It was fiction, so it's probably wrong anyway. Tell me. Ethan swallowed. Well, they, um, they were really powerful demons who got their strength from sex. Like sex gave them energy they could wield and use to shift into these really hot guys with wings and horns. Jag's brows lifted, and Ethan made a squeak. So you're attracted to demons with horns who like sex. Oh man, it's getting so late. Ethan hurled the bowl into the sink, stretching tall with a yawn. We have a big day tomorrow, so I'm going to turn in. I'll show you to the guest room where you can sleep. You're probably so tired from being torn across realms, right? <laughs> what a day. Ethan abandoned the kitchen in a hurry, dashing out like the room was on fire. Jag followed at a more leisurely pace, watching as Ethan stormed up the stairs, tripping halfway up. He slid back down sideways on his hip, before crawling up the rest of the way like a terrified animal escaping a predator. It was quite the sight. On the second floor of the small home, three rooms splintered off from the hallway, which was lined with more short fur. All the photographs were on the walls, including one of a clearly young Ethan with three other humans, an older female child and two adults. All of them wore long-sleeved garments like Ethan was wearing currently, fluffy and adorned with the same odd patterns. They were all smiling, the likeness of Ethan's eyes and nose pulled from either adult. 
These are your parents. Jag tapped the glass. Ethan, much less skittish than he was while climbing the stairs, backtracked down the hallway to gaze at the picture. Yep, that's them and my sister. Are these traditional garments? Jag eyed the clothing in the picture before looking back at Ethan, who gave a laugh. Yeah, kind of. We were really into Christmas around here. When Jag furrowed his brow in confusion, Ethan continued. It's the winter holiday we celebrate. It's named after the Christian holiday celebrating Jesus' birthday. We're not religious, so it was more of a secular celebration. The party we're going to tomorrow is Christmas-themed. Jag growled at the mention of religion. Every system of worship since the beginnings of mankind had something in place to ward off his kind. Some had symbols, others ceremonies. A couple even found minerals in the earth that naturally repelled demons. It was fucking frustrating, and something he wasn't equipped to handle in a human body. But the holiday-themed things that Ethan claimed as his celebration were harmless. Otherwise, Jag would have felt it the moment he arrived. He shook himself free of his thoughts and looked to Ethan. Where am I sleeping? Oh, right. You'll take my sister's old room. Ethan glanced at the picture one more time, something distant in his gaze, before leading Jag down the hallway. It was clear that the bedroom hadn't been touched in some time, the small bed perfectly made. Items left untouched long enough to have a fine layer of dust around the base. Spread across the wooden dresser, an arrangement of stuffed toys and soulless dolls stared forward with unblinking marble eyes. Jag shuddered. I'd offer you my old room, but I turned it into an office. Ethan clicked on a lamp beside the bed, the soft light giving just enough illumination to warm the small room. Sorry about the creepy dolls, but they probably don't freak you out, huh? Jag shook his head, but narrowed his eyes at the doll in a pink, frilly dress. It was staring at him. He hated that one the most. Ethan paused in the doorway. Good night, Jag. Jag flicked his eyes to Ethan, not wanting to take his eyes off the doll too long. Good night, Ethan. Before he took to the small bed to get some rest, Jag banished the dolls to the closet to help ease his discomfort. He checked that the door was shut tight before crawling into bed. The mattress was soft but a little stiff, and his feet hung off the end. The linen sheets and pillowcases smelled of faded floral soap that was pleasant. As Jag double-checked that the closet was still shut, he felt exhaustion pulling him into sleep. Jagmarith, second son of Balorgath, champion of the Blood Wars and carrier of his clan's armor, had no idea what was in store for him.